welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Over the next two programs, we'll be studying a topic that I'm always asked about, the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Well, let's get right into it. Let's begin by opening our Bibles in Hebrews chapter 8, and we're going to begin down at verse 8. We read, But God did find fault with them, since he says, Look, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a covenant with the house of Israel, and I will make a new covenant with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors. On that day I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue to keep my covenant, and I lost interest in them, says the Lord. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will place my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And each person won't ever teach a neighbor or their brother or sister saying, know the Lord because they will all know me from the least important of them to the most important, because I will be lenient toward their unjust actions, and I won't remember their sins anymore. Now, I don't know whether you recognize it or not, but we have just read one of the most informative, one of the most significant passages that can be found anywhere in the entire Bible. This passage that we have just read is one of the most vital that God would have every single one of us understand because in this passage are issues of life and of death. Now, why is this passage so important? Well, there are several reasons, and we're going to unfold them. Number one, this passage tells us exactly how a person is saved. A person is saved by a contract by an agreement or a covenant with God. Point number two, this passage tells us in a few brief words exactly how this contract reads and the terms of the contract. Point number three, it tells us precisely how you and I can enter into that contract. Now, I'm going to invite you to understand this new covenant, and I'm going to invite everyone watching to enter into that new covenant. You know, the Lord said, I will put my covenant in your mind. I will put my covenant in your heart. You see, it is not enough to have the covenant in the mind. It must also be in the heart. If it's in the mind and not in the heart, it's no good at all. It's got to go both ways. Now, here is the reason and the result of the lack of understanding of the new covenant. For example, when I, as an Adventist pastor, open the word of God and say that the Bible says that the seventh day is holy, and that is the day that God tells us that is the day of rest and worship, I've had people say that this all sounds well and good, but the seventh day is old covenant day. But I'm a new covenant Christian, so I observe the first day of the week because that's the new covenant day of worship. 
We're going to examine that and have a look at that. There are times when I say a Christian must obey the law of God, and people will say, well, you don't understand. We're under the new covenant. We are not under the law. We are under grace. And Well, I thank God that we are under grace, but the grace of God, nowhere does it give us the right to break God's law. God's grace doesn't give us the right to tell one single lie. It doesn't give us the right to kill one single person. The grace of God does not allow one case of adultery. The law of God is binding upon Christians, and the grace of God does not abolish the law of God. What does the Bible say about the new covenant? Now, I'm going to submit to you that before it is at all possible to understand the new covenant, it is absolutely essential that we understand the old. Now, what is a covenant? Well, I turned to Webster's Dictionary, and I found that a covenant is a testament. The word testament and covenant in the Bible are interchangeable. You know, for example, I have here in my hands my Bible, and you all know that the Bible is divided into two parts. There is the Old Testament, ending with Malachi, all right, that's here in the front part of the Bible. And then there is the New Testament, beginning with Matthew. The New Testament is of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. The Bible is clearly divided between old and new, as I'm sure you're all aware. But a covenant, right, I find in the dictionary that this definition is also an agreement. In other words, we make an agreement. God agrees to do this if we will do that. In other words, we've made a covenant together. We've made an agreement. A covenant is also a contract. For example, let's say you want to buy my car, and we sit down together and we draw up a contract. I will sell the car for X dollars, and you will agree to pay that amount. We agree that under these terms, right, I will agree that the car is yours, provided you give me a certified check or cash. So we draw up a contract. We make a covenant. We make an agreement together, and that's the way that business is done. Now, it's a surprising thing that almost every important thing in our life is done by contract, right? When we get married, there is a contract, right? You know, I, as a pastor, say, do you solemnly swear to take this woman as your lawfully wedded wife? And so on. And so we agreed. It's a covenant. It's, it's an agreement. It's a contract. And it's a testament that you make of the other person. You see, a testament is where you testify. You testify that you will love and honor and cherish in, in sickness and in health until death do you part. You testify to one another. And so a testament in which people exchange testimony or a covenant where they make a contract or an agreement, that's what we're talking about here. That's a, the way a person obtains redemption. It is an agreement between us and God. 
It's called the new covenant in which God tells us what he will do for us, and we in turn say what we will do for him, and thus we come to an agreement. Now let's talk briefly about the Old Covenant. I suggested earlier that it is absolutely essential if you're going to understand the New Covenant that you understand the Old. As a matter of fact, if you don't understand the Old Covenant, it's difficult to even understand the Bible. So let's look at and talk about the Old Covenant. With whom did God make the Old Covenant? Let's look at Hebrews chapter 8 and let's go to verses Uh, 7 through 9. We read, Look, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a covenant with the house of Israel, and I will make a new covenant with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors on the day I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue to keep my covenant, and I lost interest in them, says the Lord. So, in other words, you wouldn't need a new covenant if the old covenant had been perfect. But there had to be a new covenant, a new agreement, because the old one was broken. Now, with whom did God make the old covenant? It says he made the old covenant with Israel. They are the people that he took out of the land of Egypt. And he took them to the foot of Mount Sinai, and later on took them into the promised land. The old covenant was made with Israel. Number two, when was the old covenant made? Well, it was made with Israel at the time that God took them out of Egypt. They were only a few days out of Egypt before they were at the foot of the most significant mountain in all the Sinai Peninsula, Mount Sinai. And God made the covenant with them at that time, at that place, when he led them out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And that's the time and that's the place at Mount Sinai. Now, what does the Bible say happened there? The Bible says that God himself came down on top of Mount Sinai and appeared. It was like as if the entire mountain was on fire. The people were at the foot of the mountain. God was at the top of the mountain. And God spoke from the top of the mountain in tones of thunder. He himself personally said to them what we read in Exodus chapter 20, beginning at verse 1. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. So now he went on to give them the Ten Commandments. Now there is one thing I want you to observe. The Ten Commandments were given directly by God, directly to the people, without the use of a mediator. Now, the record of the Bible tells us that on two occasions for 40 days each, Moses went back and forth between the people at the foot of the mountain and God at the top of the mountain. Right? He would go into the mountain. He would talk with God. 
He would come down from the mountain and he would speak to the people, tell them what God told him, and in return, he would receive a response from the people and he would return from the people back to the mountain and speak to God on the mountain. In other words, Moses was the go-between. He was the mediator of the Old Covenant. Now, was Moses a sinful man? Was Moses a sinner? Well, of course he was. Moses was a man, a sinful man, with all the propensity towards evil that you and I possess. Now, what is the work of a mediator? A mediator is a negotiator between principal parties. And Moses, well, he was that man in the Old Covenant. Now, the work of a mediator is simply this. The mediator is not to introduce his or her own ideas. The mediator is only to convey the message between the parties. The mediator is to add nothing. Now, so you see that Moses made the bridge between God and man. He was the mediator. Now, every contract or covenant requires that it be sealed. Back then, they had a very unusual way of sealing the contracts. They sealed them with blood. Now, after the contract had been fully negotiated between Israel and God, they sealed the contract with the blood of an oxen. You can read that in the book of Exodus, 24th chapter, verses 6 through 8. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in the basins, and half of the blood he threw against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of all the people, and they said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do, and we will be obedient. And Moses took the blood and threw it on the people and said, Behold the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. The blood of the old covenant was the blood of an ox. Now, what about the promises that were negotiated? God promised that he would be there. God provided that he would be taking care of them, provided that they would do his will. Look at Exodus 19, beginning at verse, at verse 5. It says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all the peoples. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. Now, the promises of the Old Covenant were in exchange. God promised to be their God, to care for them, to feed them, to watch over them, to guide them, to shelter them, right? He was the cloud by day, the pillow of fire by night. God was doing everything for them. 
And what he asked in return was that they be obedient. So did they keep the promise? Now listen, how long do you think that old covenant lasted? How long did it last? Now this is something that we need to remember. You see, it lasted less than 40 days. Because while Moses was up in the mountain with God, the people worked on Aaron and they persuaded Aaron that they ought to make to themselves a golden calf. And they did. Now notice that only a few days before, they had heard the voice of God say, Thou shall not make unto thee any graven image, a likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or on the earth beneath, or underneath the waters under the earth. They had broken the commandment of God in less than 40 days, and the covenant was through. The covenant, the old covenant, lasted less than 40 days. You recall Moses comes down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments in his hand, and God has made tablets of stone. He's written on those tablets of stone, the Ten Commandments. The Scripture says the tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God. You recall that Moses threw the tables to the ground, and they were broken. This was symbolic of the fact that the covenant had been broken. Israel had violated the covenant. They had promised to obey the Lord, and they had completely and totally failed. And the covenant was annulled by the disobedience of Israel. Israel had broken the covenant. Now, what was the substance of the contract? Now, I want you to look at that word substance, and we'll talk about that. You'll know a little bit more what I mean in just a moment. What is the substance of the Old Covenant contract? The substance of the Old Covenant contract was the Ten Commandments. They were not to have a God ahead of Him. They were not to make images. They were not to blaspheme. They were to keep the Sabbath. They were to honor their parents. They were not to kill, commit adultery, steal, lie, or covet. The substance of the Old Covenant was the Ten Commandments. That's very, very important to understand. I will put my laws, God said, into their minds. I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Is God your God? You see, He will only be your God or my God on His terms. He will only be our God if we let Him write His laws on our mind and on our heart. If we refuse to let God write His law in our mind or in our heart, then He's not our God at all. Are we His children? We are a child of God only if we let Him write His laws on our mind and in our heart. If we do not let Him do this, then we are not His children. Now, with these foundational things in mind, I think we're prepared to talk about the new covenant, a superior covenant, a better covenant in every way. 
Now I think that this would probably be a good place to stop for today. So I want to encourage you to join us again next time when we look into the new covenant. I am so looking forward to continuing this study with you next time. Let's pray. Our gracious God, our loving Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that in your love and your mercy towards us, your children, you have agreed to covenant with us, to, to establish an agreement, to be our God, to look after us. And what you ask of us in return is that we simply obey. Father, help us. Help us through the power of your Holy Spirit to be faithful followers of you, faithful children of God. Bless each and every person that is watching today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have what we refer to as our book offer, our special offer. On every program, we like to make a resource available to our viewers, something that, you know, you can add to your spiritual library, something that can help you better understand, uh, you know, God's will for your life and for my life. And just on this journey we're on, just guide us to, to one day eternal life. And so... Um, We've been able to secure some copies of this Signs of the Times, these special editions. Um, they're a sort of a sort of a smaller magazine. And this one here is God's final message. And we'd love to send this to you as a gift from Lessons for Living Television. Uh, for those of you that are maybe joining us for the very first time, these gifts are sent to you, postage paid, you get them in the mail. There's no obligation whatsoever on your part. You're never going to receive an invoice from, you know, to ask you to pay for them. We're not going to be soliciting donations from you. Now, if you're interested in making a donation, we would always appreciate that, but we're not going to be hounding you. We just simply want to get these resources into people's hands and encourage you to read them and to, and to just see, you know, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you through these resources. So how do you request this special edition of Signs of the Times, God's Final Message? Well, pay close attention to the information we're about to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box, 27030 Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, 
donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for watching. Just a few things in the few moments we have before we end. I want to remind you of our website, l4ltv.com. On the website, uh, there is a number of things there that I think might be of interest to you. There's a previous programs tab. You click on that tab. Every single program we have ever aired is accessible from that page. And you'll see some links there to some of the organizations that we partner with, that we, uh, we support. And so you can, you can do that from the previous programs tab. There's a tab that says, uh, uh, you know, live appearances. So you can find out where I may be appearing live and you come out and, and we can spend some time together. I would appreciate that. There's an archived sermons uh, tab also on that page. Uh, there are a number of presentations that I've done um, around the country, and uh, we tackle, I, you know, I think some important issues there on those. Uh, why do bad things happen to good people? How will the world end? I think a good number of them was some, a series of seminars I did out in Edmonton a while back. And with each video presentation, then there's a handout that you can download uh, as a lesson study. And so you can check those out under the archived sermons, you can watch the video and then you can download the lesson guide to go with you. There's also the Donate Today tab. Uh, we are a charitable organization and so we survive on the donations, the generosity of our viewers and our supporters. If you're able to make a donation, you can do that on the website uh, by credit card or by Interact Debit or you want to mail a check in to us, you can do that. We are a charitable organization, and so that means that any donation that you make, you are eligible for a receipt for income tax purposes. Now, I just want you to know that all of the money that comes into this ministry stays within the ministry. In other words, I don't draw salary from this, or right, my family, we don't benefit anyway financially from the money that comes in. Every dollar that comes in is reinvested back into the ministry to pay for the time in the studio, the airtime, the gifts we send out, you know, all of that. And so um, that's, it's important that I share that with you because uh, we get some interesting comments sometimes on social media saying that, you know, we're all in this, we're in this row about the money. Well, we don't draw a penny from this ministry. This is a labor of love. We do it because we feel that we're called to do this. And so if you can support us with a donation, we'd greatly appreciate that. Check out my Instagram page, uh, Santos underscore Bill. Every morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I put out a one-minute devotional video. Great way to get the day started, just focused on things of heaven. So check that out. Follow me there on uh, Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Santos underscore Bill. Uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash L4L television. All of our programs are accessible there. There's an audio version of our program on SoundCloud. Check out our SoundCloud page. Um, you can also uh, check us out on, um, I said Twitter, I said Facebook, SoundCloud, our YouTube channel. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel so that every time a new program is added, you'll be notified and you can watch it and you can share it with your friends. I think that is all of the social media stuff. And so we're uh, rapidly running out of time. They're telling me to speed up because we're, Time is going. Get to the goodbye already. And so, goodbye. Thank you so much for being with us. 
We look forward to having you with us again next time. God bless you.